It's Monday, May 2nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the uh, Major League cutdown day for the rosters that were expanded for the first month of the season uh, happens today. Uh, the Guardians got ahead of the game uh, after yesterday's uh, series finale and road trip finale in Oakland when they announced that Bobby Bradley and Logan Allen uh, have been designated for assignment. Uh, two moves that I guess if, if you've been paying attention to things over the last couple of weeks, uh, you can pretty much see coming. Yeah, no surprises there, Joe. They, they had a variety of different ways they could have gone, but these guys were uh, kind of the low-hanging fruit. They were they were the guys you thought were gone. We're, we could go. They're both out of options. And it'll be interesting to see um, – you know, if uh, where they end up. And uh, I, I talked to a scout today and he thought they would, uh, the Indians would either A, would be able to make a deal for these guys or uh, B, that, you know, they, if they do uh, get released, uh, other teams would, uh, you know, kind of pick them up pretty quickly. Yeah, there are enough uh, teams out there looking for starting pitching, looking for uh, maybe a first base uh, a glove and a, and a bat that, you know, Bobby Bradley could definitely provide. This is a guy who, you know, he drove in more than 500 runs in the minor leagues. He, he hit, you know, what, more than uh, 200 some home runs in the minors, I, I think, or, or close to it. Uh, and, and this is a guy who, who has that raw, untapped power. It's just a matter of can he make enough contact to, to stay on a big league roster? Yeah, he reminds me, of, you know, the similar uh, situation as Jesus Aguilar, just a guy that never really – you know, got a chance. Well, I guess he got a chance last year. We shouldn't say that. He got a, be a much better chance than Aguilar ever got. Mm -hmm. And Aguilar's gone on to have a productive career. He was an all-star at least once. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's turned into a legitimate RBI guy. You know, I think Bradley could probably be the same. But like you said, Joe, he's got to make contact. You know, he can't be striking out 40% of the time. And, and if he does you know, he's got to hit, he's got to, you know, hit 25 to 30 home runs and he's going to have to get a chance. What he's going to have to get 400 at bats, 500 at bats to do that. And, and Logan Allen, uh, a guy who that Cleveland acquired as part of the Trevor Bauer trade, uh, they, they got him from San Diego and he, you know, things just never, he, he never found that consistency. He showed it in, in spring training a couple of years ago when, you know, it looked like everything was was going great for him last season. He uh, breaks camp and and opens uh, the, the home opener, starts the home opener for Cleveland, and just it never really clicked at the major league level last year. Yeah, he was a guy that that seemed to be caught in between, Joe. I mean, was he real? Was he a reliever? Was he a starter? Uh, you know, definitely uh, had that great spring two springs ago. You know, uh, won the fifth one to fifth job fifth spot in the rotation and then you know just you know had five terrible starts and got sent down and you know the, he was he was riding the shuttle after that and you know this year he ran out of options and uh, pretty much ran out of chances so I, I guess that that leaves uh, an open spot on the roster on the 40 man for uh Yu Chang they're at 39 right now once Yu Chang is done uh, rehabbing at AAA, uh, they put him back on the 40-man roster. But does he have a spot in Cleveland if that's the case? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really interested, Joe. I mean, you know, teams can carry, what, 14 pitchers through the end of May. 
and now they're down to 13, right? Uh, mm -hmm. the, the Guardians are down to 13. I would think Terry Francona would, would want to carry as many pitchers as he wants, as he, you know, as he can. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would think they'd kind of try to manipulate that, that roster and get an extra pitcher up here. But, you know, and also, you know, the way they're starting to stretch out their starters, maybe, maybe they feel they don't need, need that, that extra uh, bullpen arm. Well, it's funny you should mention that. That's exactly what Tito said yesterday in his, in his postgame, uh, in his pregame. He said that, you know, the way that the, the pitchers, the starters have been getting stretched out and they're almost to the point where maybe they're at where they would normally be opening a season with guys. So they don't maybe necessarily have to protect them as much. Uh, you've seen guys like Connor Pilkington go down uh, to, to Columbus. So, uh, you know, the, the backups might not necessarily, you know, be necessary over the next couple of starts. And, and really they've, they've had some, some luck with health so far this year, you know, knock on wood, Shane Bieber, uh, they, they need to get Aaron Savali on track. Uh, you know, who knows if there's any sort of lingering issue with, with Savali, uh, the way he's performed over the last couple of starts, but outside of that, I think the rotation has been pretty solid so far. Yeah, you know what? Tristan McKenzie made his longest start of the season Sunday. What, six and a third scoreless? Beaver, the, the day before that on Saturday, went seven innings, his longest start. Uh, you know, Quantrill's gone six innings each time out. You know, Plesak stubbed his toe against the Angels, but he'd gone six innings before that. And uh, really, so, like you said, Savali is the only guy that is still kind of caught in that spring training mode to me. He hasn't gone more than four innings and, you know, he just, he, he doesn't look like himself, Joe. I don't know what it is. Uh, he pitched, a, you know, he had that tough first inning. What against, uh, against Oakland? Mm -hmm. Was it Oakland? Yeah. And then he kind of came around and pitched decently the next, uh, you know, for the next three innings, but uh, still got kind of knocked around a lot more than we're, we're used to uh, seeing that. Yeah, but maybe that's the kind of game that he needs, uh, you know, sort of get punched in the mouth and then and give him three or four innings. Tito was was pretty, uh, you know, confident about Savali after that that outing. So, you know, uh, it's it, it'll be interesting to see in his next start how he goes. Um, so the, the Guardians wrapped up this 10 game road trip. Uh, it's it's been all or nothing the last six series for these guys. Ever since that opening series where they split with Kansas City, they they wound up going uh, six in a row in sweeps. Uh, more negative than positive, but still, every every series seems to be uh, all or nothing for these guys. Yeah, like team streak, Joe. I, I don't get it, man. What they they uh, they they sweep the Reds, then they uh, they get swept by the Giants, then they sweep the White Sox, then they get swept by the Yankees and the Angels, and then. Thankfully, you know, they ended that long trip with a, with a three-game sweep of the A's. So it, it is really, you know, it, it's interesting, if, if nothing else. And, you know, sometimes you got to just tap the brakes here. And hopefully they get a little more consistent in, in, in the positive and not the negative. Yeah, Terry Fricona said that the, uh, the off day uh, today on Monday, uh, you know, came at a, a great time for these guys. They really needed it. Uh, as far as what you saw in that Oakland series, uh, what did you see that you liked and what did you see that still needs work done? Well, you know, I, I really liked the way Bieber and, and uh, uh, Tristan pitched. You know, I liked, uh, I liked the offense, you know. Joe, I, I mean, 
you know, I'd like, uh, you know, it, it seems weird to, to see that, that outfield of Palacios, uh, Quan, and, and uh, a straw out there. Those guys haven't hit a home run amongst, you know, between them, but, you know, they really kind of generate some offense and, uh, you know, they get on base, uh, you know, they, they drive in some runs and, you know, they, they're kind of, I mean, Palacios, not, not particularly a table setter, but straw and, and Quan definitely table setters for Jose Ramirez. And I think Jose's leading the, uh, the world in RBIs because of that. And just think of what, you know, what those two guys stats would be if, if Fran Mill Reyes was hitting like, like he normally does. Right. Right. We saw Fran Mill, uh, you know, have a hit on Sunday. He snapped an over 26 streak. Uh, but you know, he did end up with three strikeouts and grounding into a double play in that game, even with the, uh, the two run single that he hit. So, uh, maybe not on track yet for Fran Mill Reyes, but you know, he's, it's coming. It's it's certainly in the, it's certainly there. It just needs to sort of get in the groove for him. Uh, you mentioned Stephen Kwan. This was his homecoming weekend uh, in uh, the the Bay Area. He didn't play in Friday's game, but uh, Saturday and Sunday got starts and uh, went out there and got on base. Uh, you know, he re- I think he reached on two errors, uh, but still gets on base. Uh, still makes things happen. Uh, and scores runs, and and uh, it was really neat to see him interacting with his family. He had a whole section of, uh, of fans right behind the Guardians dugout uh, throughout the series, and he was taking pictures. I think he took pictures with every cousin and <laughs> probably everybody else's cousins too. He was he was on the field and and really enjoying himself in that series. And you could tell when he's when he's comfortable, uh, he's he's productive. But but really, the the guy that stood out uh, for the. It, 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 Two guys stood out, really. Uh, Palacios, uh, we talked about his at-bats that he, he's been putting together with, uh, with Terry Francona, and he just says they're, they're professional at-bats. He's, you can see how even when he works uh, behind in the count that he's, he's thinking ahead and knows what's coming and, and what he can do with each pitch. And uh, that, that two-run double that he hit in the ninth inning on Saturday, was that, was a, that, that at-bat was a work of art. It was, it was perfection. And uh, it, to, to see those results for him w- was, was pretty special. And you can't forget Andres Jimenez and the, the series that he had, uh, six RBIs, three extra base hits. Uh, he's he, over his last 11 games. I think he's batting over 380, uh, just really driving the ball. And, and it makes the news that, uh, Gabriel Arias is going to be out for a few weeks with a broken hand, you know, makes that sort of a non, uh, non-factor. If, if Arias isn't pushing from Columbus, then, you know, Jimenez uh, can feel comfortable and, uh, you know, maybe three games at shortstop because Ahmed Rosario was nursing a sore wrist, you know, did him a world of good. Yeah, definitely. He, he looked like a different hitter, Joe. He, he's, he's really had, uh, you know, just a solid run here. Looks much more confident that Grand Slam, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, just, uh, you know, he just, he, he's swinging the bat well. He's running the bases well. He's playing great defense. And I was wondering, Joe, what uh, you know. I thought maybe they put they would they might consider putting uh, Rosario on the on the IL and letting uh, you know as another way to get down to twenty six. But I guess they didn't have to do that. And uh, just uh, how how bad that wrist is. Do you have any uh, uh, updates on that? Yeah, it, it sounded like this was something that's been nagging him since spring training, and that he's played through. You know, he hasn't necessarily hit the same way he did the second half of last season uh, early this season. But again, he started slow last year. So, uh, you know, maybe he heats up when the weather gets a little better. 
uh, the, the wrist has been nagging him. Tito just gave him the, the series off with the off day on Monday. I think uh, it's going to give him an extra day there. And I, I would be surprised if he's not back in the starting lineup on Tuesday against San Diego, uh, uh, playing shortstop and, and, and batting, you know, probably batting fourth or fifth, if uh, depending on what they want to do with Framil. But uh, you could tell that it, it really did affect Jimenez, you know, knowing, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in that, that shortstop spot for three games. That's where I'm most comfortable. And, and he was productive. He was, he was happy out there. And the best, the best part of the weekend was Friday night after he hit the, uh, the grand slam in the third inning. The Guardians have that uh, uh, home run payoff inning in the, the third inning. And uh, it was, I believe, Sue Kelly of Ashland was the, uh, the lady who wins a Ford Bronco because Andres Jimenez hits a grand slam in the third inning. And after the game, nobody in the Guardians clubhouse knew that this was a thing. Uh, they were sitting there, uh, you know, eating their post-game meals and getting dressed. And we told Austin Hedges, and, and Austin Hedges was by his locker. He, the look on Austin Hedges' face when we told him that Jimenez had won a, uh, a car for, for a fan by hitting that home run was he, he just sort of dropped everything. He's like, I've got to stick around. I've got to see his reaction to this. So, so when Jimenez came back to his locker and the, uh, the reporters all gathered around him and told him uh, through the, uh, the translator, uh, August Rivero, um, you know, Jimenez's reaction, he had, he had no idea. And he was, he was sort of like underwhelmed by it, but uh, Austin Hedges, you know, thought that it was the greatest thing in the world. And, and he suggested that either uh, Jimenez give the lady the, uh, the, the keys to the car or that he should get a car himself uh, yeah. for, for hitting, it, hitting it out of the park. At least get a, a spare set of wheels or something. Who knows? Uh, maybe an Uber ride or something like that. But uh, yeah. we bumped into Jim Rosenhaus in the uh, press box and uh, Rosie said, since he's been with the club in 2007, he doesn't remember ever having given away. I, I, I'm sure that there have been instances where it's happened, but Rosie has never been in the booth and calling, you know, one of those innings. So uh, it's it's the third inning. It's the, the Ford home run payoff inning. And Andre Jimenez came through uh, for the Guardians. That was uh, Sue Kelly, the beneficiary. Yeah. <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> it's Well, and, and, you know, a great segue, Hoinsy, uh uh, timing is everything, and it, it just so happens that uh, things worked out and timed up so that two great friends who uh, are, are the stuff of legends in Cleveland, Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak, are going to face each other on Tuesday in the opener of the homestand, the opener of uh, a two-game series with the Padres at Progressive Field. Clevenger comes back to face the team that traded him away two years ago uh, after the, the sort of ugly incident with the clubhouse where – he uh, broke the COVID protocols with Police Act and then lied about it uh, to the club. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Clevenger's reaction is. I'm sure, you know, it'll be understated up front. You know, he, he will probably, you know, not let on how badly he wants to beat Cleveland in his return from Tommy John's surgery. But, uh, you know, the odds aren't in his favor for going very deep into this game. Yeah, this is his first start after Tommy John, right, right, uh, Joe? It's, it's his second Tommy John surgery. He also had a procedure to clean out his knee after his uh, his last appearance was in the division series in 2020 uh, for the Padres following that trade. Uh, he, he missed the entire 2021 season, and now he's back, uh, ready to go, and it just so happened. It was, it, I think it's called serendipity when uh, 
when something like that lines up and, and he's back in Cleveland making his first appearance uh, since the injury against the Guardians. Uh, what are we looking for in that game and in that series? Yeah, I mean, well, San Diego's, you know, playing well, loaded roster. Uh, it's not going to get it. This is going to be a tough, tough uh, homestand for, uh, for the Guardians. You know, it's two with San Diego, four with, you know, Toronto, who, uh, you know, kind of the odds-on team to uh, win, win the, uh, you know, not only the AL East, but, you know, the pennant as well. So, you know, they're going to get, uh, they're going to be really tested and it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be really, you know, after this 10 game road trip, it doesn't, you know, this is, <laughs> this is not the way you want to come home. Definitely. This is, you know, you would li like a little softer touch on the schedule, but it's not going to be that way. And it's, and I'm really looking forward to police act and Clevenger. They're, they're good buddies and you know, they'll have something riding on this game. Well, certainly. And we asked police act, you know, who's the better trash talker and police act said it's hands down. It's Clevenger. It's uh you know, they're, they're, they're buddies, they're friends, they're, there will be trash talk, but it'll be, you know, lighthearted, obviously, they, they, they don't mean anything by it. Uh, but it'll be interesting because police said, you know, Clevenger's a guy who's, his mechanics are elite. Those are the, that, that's what police looks for, you know, in, in, in learning from him over the last, you know, couple of years, just having his locker right next to him. So, uh, you know, familiarity, uh, it's gonna make it a lot of fun to see what this uh, series uh, produces. Uh, yeah, so uh, long road trip, 10-game road swing there, and uh, it started off real rocky and, uh, you know, ends up uh, sweeping a three-game weekend series makes the long flight home uh, obviously pretty happy. Yeah, definitely. It, it was a good way to end it. You know, if you have to lose the first two, uh, first two uh, uh, trips, their first two stops on the, on the, uh, on the trip, you know, you've got to come back and, and, and sweep Oakland, even though Oakland's rebuilding, you know, they have had, you know, they've had a lot of trouble winning ball games in that ballpark over the years. And to sweep them like that, that was a good sign for this club. They're 10 and 12. They're what, three games out, uh, in the AL central. So there's, there's, they're right in this thing, Joe. And, uh, the thing that impresses me is they're hitting 251 as a team. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, that, that kind of, that, that, that's due to the weird kind of way they win games. You know, they get, they score almost 10 runs a game when they win and less than two runs a game when they lose. But, you know, the, the AL average is 232. So, you know, they're doing something right offensively. Yeah. I, their, uh, their weighted runs created plus is well above the league average. Their ERA plus is well above the league average. So, you know, that, that, that just tells me that uh, in, in specific facets of the game, they're performing really well. It's just they haven't played a cohesive series or, you know, uh, you know, stretch there where they put it all together and, and go on a, a run like they're capable of. And, you know, they're taking advantage of, uh, you know, opposing pitching that's not been very good. You know, it's not like they're, they're, they're not doing very well against the, uh, the San Francisco's of the world but the Cincinnati's and the Oakland's they're, they're sort of beating up on. Yeah. You got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat and uh, play even with the, with the good guys. And uh, I don't know if they've played even with those guys, but you know, they're, they're, they're keeping their nose above water and that's important at this stage of the season. And, and Jose Ramirez makes it fun to watch. All right. Uh, Hoinsey, we will check back in uh, tomorrow pregame before 
the opener between the Padres and the Guardians. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.